Hey everybody, my name is Alex and this is Lunchbox Radio. Now, before we get into the podcast, I wanted to thank everybody for listening to the podcast. Just in general, but also I wanted to encourage you to check out the most recent episode, which if I was better at this, would be right here. Um, the most recent episode being um, the Sunday edition, the, prob- the problem with um, adult animation, aka things like... Velma, things like everything really except for Archer, hilariously. Um, Archer is still, Archer is good. Archer is the exception to the rule, I I tend to think. Um, sometimes Family Guy, but only early Family Guy because goddamn. Um, but definitely go check out that episode, um, which was inspired by me struggling. And I mean struggling to get through the first episode of Velma. It was, it, I dragged myself through that fucking thing. Um, but also definitely go check out the Rewind episode I did all about, um, Blood Blockade Battlefront, aka Kekai Sensen, and, um, so go check both of those out. Now, today we are looking at something that I don't think I've ever covered on the podcast, and I can say that with fair certainty because it's, it's kind of a big deal. Once I say it, you'll know why it's a big deal. And that thing is... Oh god, what opening am I going to use? Pokemon. I want to be the very best Like no one ever was To catch them is my real test To train them is my cause
Now, if I'm going to be honest here, I I screwed up a little bit here. I want to be I want to be forward with you, the listener, and let you know I I I I goofed, and I was like, oh god, what am I going to talk about this week? Because I do one to two of these every week, at least one, and I talk about a specific show every week. If you've been listening for a while, you already know this, this is nothing new to you. But the reason why I picked Pokemon is because I've never covered it before on this show. I might have covered one of the movies. Probably the first movie. You can probably find the first movie somewhere in the feed. But the fact that I can't remember also tells you something about this show. About the, not just this show, but this property. Because that's really what it is. It's, a media, it's like a multimedia property. And I really mean that. Um... And that is that it is ever present. It is no. It is like this universalized brand, and I forget what it's called. But there, um, there used to be. It it's essentially a touchstone for people. Like, and and I mean that in the fact that Pokemon is the thing that just about anybody you talk to will have heard of. In the same way that anybody you talk to will have heard of Mickey Mouse, anybody you've talked to will have heard of Pokemon. And if they know one, they probably know Pikachu. Although most likely, they have a favorite. Because I think there's over a thousand now. There's at least 800, but there's there's probably over a thousand. Um, But essentially, Pokemon starts as... A video game concept based around the like Japanese kid, the Jap, the Japanese fucked up if you think about it too much, childhood hobby of battling beetles. And what I mean by that, if you, you you've seen like the big, like the big beetles with the front horn, the I think they're called they're called like king beetles or emperor beetles, um, which are which are I believe native to Japan. Um, kids used to catch those and, like, make a little pen and make a fight. Because, they, cause, like, the horns are, like, a defensive, offensive thing they're born with, basically. And someone eventually translated this into... But what if it wasn't just beetles? What if it was, like, small rodents? What if it was this sentient rock tree? <laughs> And voila, poke, you, you had the main concept behind Pokemon. Now, you know, it is rooted in RPGs like Mother or like any number of RPGs that have a very similar battle system that came before Pokemon. But it can be argued that Pokemon kind of took that concept into the stratosphere, took that took that version of a JRPG battle system, it just like just like global and astronomical. It can also be argued that, and this is hilarious considering the most recent Pokemon game has some very Digimon looking motherfucking Pokemon. <laughs> it can also be argued and is argued and it's true that Digimon came first. But the thing that the thing that Digimon wasn't really concerned with, that Pokemon became 
almost obsessed with is A, the collectability, and B, the merchandisability of the show. It, and there's this hilarious, there's this hilarious play with with most with most things in Pokemon, which where if you start to think about it past the oh fun kids fun kids property about collecting about about gotta catch them all, gotta collect all the different monsters. Like if you start to and I'll I will give you some of my favorite fucking Pokemon series of all like totally head up head up ass um conspiracy series of all times in this um in this podcast so look forward to that but if you read any pokemon if you read most pokemon entries at this point actually they are nightmares they are nightmare hellspawn creatures sent to like kidnap children and suck their souls from the side of their heads and like just horrifying shit, seriously. But the like overall layer for the most part is still pretty like fun and like family friendly and all that stuff. And like the Cubone wears his dead mom, Cubone wears his dead mom's skull thing is like you kid might read that, you kid might not read that, but like it's there. That's a real thing. Like if you're like, what's the deal with Cubone? Cubone is a Pokemon. What? Where is this dead mom's skull for a hat, or a mask, or both? And like that's that's fucked up. That that's a fucked up thing. And they, but the other thing is that they'll give you that information, and then you'll, and then in the first Pokemon games in Red and Blue, um, at least Red and Blue here in America, you encounter the ghost of Cubone's mom in the in the in the game. Like, you encounter the ramification of that Pokedex entry in the game, and it's a big deal. And then... So, the, so Pokemon does a good job of paying that stuff off. It also pushes that stuff mostly to the side. Like, most of the horror shows of the Pokedex entry are not seen. Whereas, if you look at something like Digimon... Digimon, like, there are some fucked up Digimon out there. There was, like, there's just one with a gun, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure there is one that is just a bunch of guns, just, like, that formed a dragon. It's a nightmare. Digimon is, a, like, is just upsetting on multiple levels, and it doesn't let you not focus on that. Whereas Pokemon's like, ah, Pikachu! And, like, yeah, there are fucking weird evangelical assholes who are like, Pikachu is telling you to ki telling your kids to worship Satan or something. <laughs> um, if you want great content or a great YouTube channel that, like, will talk to you about that, go check out um, Hazel over on um, YouTube. She does a lot of forgotten media shit um, from, like, she's around my age, so around her and my, like, childhood range there's a lot of like footage and books that are like pikachu is the devil or like anime is ruling the youth it's it it's very good but for the most part it's it it's really harmless it's, it's like a harmless fun thing like if you want to go all PETA about and the, i want to say at all points if you want to go all PETA about pokemon 
you can. You can go find. They don't sell them anymore, but I'm, if you were really determined, I'm sure you could get your hands on a copy. Um, there used to be a game called... There used to be a spin, uh, um, spoof on the game, I think it was supported by PETA, called Pokemon Black and Blue. And Pokemon Black and Blue was... This... This, like, fucked up... The, like, they tried to make the fucked up reality of, like... Yo, you're just, like, dogfighting. You're just, like, having professionalized dogfights. And that's what this whole world is, and it sucks. And is that true? Look, listen to me. Yes. Yes, it is true. But also, it's a fucking video game. It's a fucking entertainment series for kids. Like, I... Just no, just like no, uh, uh. It's like we don't need to be doing this. Like we we can we can enjoy things is what I'm trying to say. But the reason I want to talk about now is because they're doing something that they haven't done before on with Pokemon, which is like surprising. Because when Pokemon first started in 1997, yes, it's like when I was a fucking child. Um. The main character, Ash Ketchum, was a 10-year-old who was getting kicked out of his house, as you do in the Pokemon universe, to go become a Pokemon master. You like, If you've ever played a Pokemon game, which, if you're listening to this, I'm fairly certain you have. If you haven't, A, they're fun. Pick one up. You can get There's like a whole range of Pokemon games you can get at a whole range of prices at this point. Um, but... It, and his his journey kind of slightly mirrored the journey at first of your typical Pokemon player. He wasn't a self-insert character. We were not at like we're, at this point in the at this point in the anime game. We're not like full on into self-insert Kirito territory. But like he he his experience would mirror that of someone who was playing the Game Boy games. And they did a lot of, like, alluding to stuff, and they did a lot of stuff with, like, the lore that people suspected of Pokemon the game, but didn't really, but, like, hadn't been confirmed. Like, they confirmed Ho-Oh, who would eventually show up as a mythical Pokemon in, um, in Johto, the second, the second game release. They confirmed that Pokemon, episode one. (laughs) And so many people were like, what the fuck is the shiny bird? And we all got real like, what the fuck is that shiny bird? We need to know what the shiny bird is. And like, eventually we all found out, but it was like, whoa, whoa. And and one of the fun things is like the show at the time treated Ash like he was psychotic. When he was like, so I saw this shiny golden bird thing? What's that? And it like... Professor Oak would be like, um, I don't fucking know. It's not in, it's not in any database, you sicko. Like, what did, like, you hit your head real hard. He's like, no, I saw it. I, I saw the bird. And so this becomes, like, a kind of part episodic, part linear story of Ash of, of ultimately three characters, at least for that first season. At you have Ash, you have Brock, who 
is an actual gym leader in the games and in the show of the second gym, the Pewter City gym. And you have Misty, who in the games is the gym leader for the third bat. It's the gym leader for the... Actually, Brock is the first batch, I think. Misty might be the second or third. And... Well, she's a water gym leader in the first games. But they expand her to a full character in the anime and in the manga. There is a manga to this, by the way. There's a biz manga. I think it's like... I forget how many volumes there are. But you can go find Pokemon in the manga, which is wild. Um, but... Their adventure... It's, it's essentially follows their adventures in the Pokemon universe. And so, there's a bunch of things that happened to Pokemon over over its initial run A, and over just like the the game the game being out at the same time as the series, and obviously the thing explodes. Like the thing goes, actually the and the word I was looking for before when I was talking about like a shared experience of a media thing is um, monoculture. It's monoculture. The, the concept of like what we as people consume anime um, of the of a monocultural um, property kind of breaks down once you hit the age of Everybody having an internet connection that can basically download torrent things. Because what what it looked like before the age of streaming, before the, not even the age of streaming, before the age of torrenting, was you only had access to what other people had access to. You couldn't go looking for something. So you couldn't find something that not a whole lot of people were watching and then go find it yourself. You mostly were catching Dragon Ball Z after school. You mostly were watching Pokemon as part of a Saturday morning block. You mostly were sitting down on mass and watching the same thing at the same times or around the same times. And what that meant was you were all kind of like all the people in one country were largely getting the same experience. Like, yes, eventually you would be, like, really into Pokemon and your cousin's wife knew Japanese, so she would translate Japanese-only Pokemon cards and you were over the moon. That's a real thing that happened for me, by the way. And that would be how you would start to splinter off, but by and large, if Pokemon was on... Everybody in your neighborhood, you, your friends, all of it, would be watching Pokemon at that certain time. When the Pokemon movie came out, we all went to the Pokemon movie, the Pokemon first movie that they then remade in 3D CG. Um, and added some Pikachu's talking nightmare stuff too. Um, but the reason why this is important is because... Now, you have so many... Right now, you have so many flavors of stuff that is pop, that are popu that's popular, that like, people love. 
back before the internet as we know it, before before streaming, you a you watched whatever you could get your hands on. B, B it was a lot of the same shit. So like. What that means is there are certain touchstones, and you see this now with um, Trigun, certainly, as it's being remade, as it's being remade and released in a, as a remake. Trigun was one of those things. Like, Trigun was accessible for us before what we now know as streaming, as, as like, anime streaming off Crunchyroll or High Dive or... Really, it's Crunchyroll, High Dive, or Hulu. Um, but the... So when you when you listen to people my say my age or of um of, of say um of really any otaku or old taku I guess is the best way to put it who's my age talk about Trigun we all kind of talk about it the same way because we all experienced it at like a very specific time and that range is pretty close. Pokemon is much the same way, but on a much, much, much bigger scale. Like, peop- people who have never played the games know Pokemon. People who have never seen the show know Pokemon. But eventually Pokemon runs into a problem because they had established a male main character back in the 90s because that's what you did because TV executives were pieces of shit. And Ash was the main character of Pokemon. And so you have this, and this is the beginning of this weird fucking thing, uh, of, of the kind of weirdness of Pokemon, which plenty of people, including me, on this podcast will tell you about, is then you get to the second season, the third season, the eighth season. I think they're on, like, season 15 or something. This is, Pokemon basically becomes a serialized show that's on week to week, kind of without stopping. And it, it, it exists not because they're moving a story forward so much as it is a tie-in with the games in some way. So, like, they're usually a generation or two behind what the current game is. So, um, the next... The next Pokemon series is going to be is going to be about the Galar region, um, not the not the um not the pal- not the um region that we're on now, which is like Pokemon Spain, basically, but um pa- the Paladin region, I think it's called, but you have this you you have this formula. And they're basically repeating it over and over and over and over again. And Ash is constantly the main character because he's he's like linked to the brand. Not in the same way that, say, Pikachu is or any of the actual Pokemon. But he is the Pokemon trainer people expect. And at first, this was like, this was fine. Like, the, for the first couple seasons, it was fine. Like, uh, I watched kind of... Religiously, I can remember up until the end of the Orange Island arc. And Orange Island would even... Even Orange Island started to get weird because they were starting to introduce Pokemon you hadn't seen before. And 
the Orange Island arc was the first time was a, like this isn't this isn't like the games like you, you it's like you're going from island to island and there's like island challenges and it's its own specific weird thing like Orange Island Pokemon Orange Island is its own strange phenomenon and then also there's the idea of they had episodes that they dropped for what TV exec deemed to be maturity reasons. And there's the infamous Polygon episode, which you can go find on the internet, that gave a bunch of kids in Japan a seizure. So they're like, nope, can't show that. Don't want to break children again. So let's not. And then there's a beach episode, because of course it's an anime, where it's like, oh, Miss Dina bathing suit. That'll, that'll catapult some kids into puberty. We can't, we can't start those conversations in households. We're a family brand, damn it. But stuff like that in the first season, there's the hilarious, like, um, what's it called? Localizing of rice balls into jelly donuts, which is, which led to people attempting to make jelly donuts that looked like rice balls for a while. That was, that was a high point in the internet in my life. <laughs> of like, oh, people figured out how to make them into like fucked up jelly donuts. That no one should ever eat. But there's all that kind of stuff. And the entire time you're watching Pokemon, you're getting the same main character. And at some point, in the kind of like universe of streaming app, Pokemon, ever since a minute go, basically, has had enough brand cachet to do whatever the fuck it wants. Just do whatever it wants it makes all kinds of weird shit you can i'm sh sure buy a pokemon dildo i wouldn't i'm gonna type it in the internet i'm gonna suggest i'm gonna i'm not going to suggest you do this but it would not surprise i just i want to be stunned at how unsurprised i am um but the The brand itself is so ubiquitous that they have a kind of um, ability to do shit that nobody else does. And one of the things they ended up doing was they ended up doing something called Pokemon TV. And what Pokemon TV gave them an opportunity to do was it gave them the opportunity, of course, you can buy Pokemon dildos. Not only can you buy Pokemon dildos, but you can... <laughs> the, the, for, for the record, I'm not endorsing that you go out and you buy a Pokemon dildo. I'm just... I'm, they're fucking out there and it's wild. <laughs> you can buy a... Oh, God damn it. Um, <laughs> don't look this up, by the way. It's a, it's a bad idea. You can buy Pokemon dildos where the shapes are inspired by the three starter Pokemon from the original game and, just in case you wanted it, there is a Pikachu butt plug that gives you a little Pikachu tail. <laughs> ah! Um, well, that, so, so that exists. So that, that gives you an idea of, like, how... How unhinged of a, like, wild time 
um, Pokemon has become. But the so the the entire time they have this one show that they're married to. But because the brand is so solid, because people will buy into stuff that they wouldn't normally buy into, what they end up doing in a really interesting twist is they start their own streaming service. You can go, I believe it's free, you just need to make a login. And it's got, it's like got an app on Apple TV. It is called um, Pokemon TV. And what they start to do with Pokemon TV is, eventually, is that they don't just release the show on there, because the show is also, at some point, licensed for Netflix, and li- and still licensed on Cartoon Network, and the whole nine. But they start to do these Pokemon, these higher-end, more ambitious, much shorter animations for Pokemon in general. And there's these gorgeous, incredible, like, no, like, the gloves are off for these things. And they, and they, but they're also not long. They're they're like, sometimes five minutes long or something. And eventually that turns into Pokemon Journeys. And Pokemon Journeys is its own, like, crazy, crazy cool, like, the main character is not Ash. It is Red. It is the it is the player from the game, and it chronicles like this gorgeously animated um, journey through what that game is through the path that they show in the game. And this is the first time that like Pokemon has like, st- and Pokemon TV and those shows are when are Pokemon like stepping out of its like Saturday morning cartoon role and being like, no, we built this property. Now we can have this property be this like artistic powerhouse that we can give to pe- we can give to people who are good at this and they will make awesome shit. And that's a that's a great thing. It's something that big brands often do um one that's happening as i record this is you can go on the app store in both uh, on both um android and apple and you can download an app a vr game app from louis vuitton that is all that is all about um yayoi katsuma because they're they were like yayoi katsuma here's a bunch of money Make us some bags. And they've got, like, the Yayoi Kasuma, um, yellow and black polka dot gourd as, like, a bag. It's, it's real good looking. You can go check that out. But, needless to say, this is what a lot of things, what a lot of these companies do is eventually they get big enough where the the publicity stunt move is throwing their money at, at, talented people, talented artists to make things that they can have in their brand stable of like, look, we got triggered of like make an app to make a short Pokemon animation or something. I don't, I don't believe trigger has, although it wouldn't surprise me, honestly, but the, 
Oh, let's, 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 let's click off of the Pokemon dildo page. It is very distracting. <laughs> but the... <laughs> um, so that's what they end up doing. And for a while, we, you have the actual Pokemon show on one side, and you have the, like, Pokemon journeys and all of these experimental animation happening on Pokemon TV, kind of exclusively on the other side. You can also find it on YouTube, but you would definitely find it on Pokemon TV. And then they get... To Pokemon Sun and Moon. And the world is like, what the fuck just happened to Pokemon? Because the thing about and and what the fuck just happened to Pokemon in a great way. The thing about Pokemon Sun and Moon that they that they decided to do was they decided that like a, Sun and Moon had a different badge system than had ever really been in a Pokemon game. Um, at Just as, like, a game and as a mechanic, it was less, like, challenging the gym leader and more, like, challenges you had to do as a trainer. There was still Pokemon battles, but it was less battle-centric. It was more... It stood apart from, like, your everyday normal... Pokemon badge experience. And so what they did with this thing was they like they dropped the pretense that it wasn't a cartoon. Because something that people often don't think about and don't like don't necessarily always want to admit is that Anime is just cartoons made in a different country. Like, that originate from a different country. And by and large, the reason why lots of old taku, like me, are sticklers for the language surrounding anime is because we don't... It's not because we don't want you to call something like Avatar anime. Although, calling Phineas and Ferb anime is like a bridge way too fucking far. And you should jump off that bridge. Um, but like... What we don't really want to happen is we don't want a company like... And Netflix is the most guilty of this, at least in my estimation. Like Netflix, to seize the term and use it as a marketing... And use it for marketing purposes. Because that... That does a disservice to the medium. And that's really why you get... And that's really why many people, once again, like old takus like me, are out there like, no, that's not anime. <laughs> because we know that as soon as we, as soon as we give you, the, as soon as we give that over, like, Netflix will show up and be like, okay, we can make like the next season of fucking BoJack and call it anime. Like, that's not, no, no, that. And the other thing is, it's okay if something's just an adult animation. It's okay if, say, Castlevania isn't, it has anime vibes, but isn't an anime. Like, Castlevania can still be 
phenomenal. And I've even talked about stuff on this show that is live action and not anime. Because it has some of the same vibes as, say, a sports anime. If you're looking for a great sports anime and you want to watch something live action, which I know is a weird sentiment, go watch goddamn Queen's Game. Queen's Game is just a sports anime. (laughs) With real people. It's wild. But everybody often forgets that, like, anime is cartoons made that originate from a different country. And a big reminder of, like, anime is just cartoons <laughs> was when um, Enter the Spider-Verse came... was when Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse came out. That thing, like, vibrated through the artist culture of animators in Japan like nobody's goddamn business. It, like, they were fucking shook. They're like, oh, Jesus. The world had changed. And, like, if you're... if you are an artist on any level and haven't seen Into the Spider-Verse, fuck. Go... I will wait. Pause this podcast. Go watch that movie. It is incredible. Just, like, the way they took their time and made that thing fucking look is incredible. But, like I was saying, when they got to Pokemon Sun and Moon... They just, like, decided that they were going to make this thing a cartoon again. That it wasn't going to be this, like, self, this entirely self-serious with some, like, Pikachu shocks me jokes thing. It was going to be this screwball, goofball bullshit comedy in which, like, the, the physics are mostly fucked and it's wild. The other thing they did was they, like, they started to make weird things be true that everybody had, that the fandom had very much, like, the adult fandom of the show, of the, of the show had very much for years been like, hey, this is odd. So, here's where I want to get into some of my favorite bullshit series. Of all time. A bullshit um, conspiracy series of all time. And we're going to do... We're going to do like... Let's let's say we might get to five. I'm not great at counting these in my head. So, the first one. People be eating Pokemon. (laughs) And this was actually straight up just like... They tell you that that's what's happening in um, Pokemon, in uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Like, they, fucking, they have Tauros burgers in that fucking game. It's wild. But when like like everybody was like, so like the whole world revolves around catching and battling Pokemon. Like, what the fuck do these motherfuckers eat? Are they like Pokemon and then like normal cows? <laughs> Let's, I, and that really showed up when Milk Tank. I think Milk Tank was in the second gen of Poke, second generation of Pokemon, and everybody was like, yeah, "Um, Milk Tank's just a cow." 
of people killing and eating milk tanks that it's like milk tank burgers are like it's like somebody definitely drinking that fucking milk like what what's happening is everybody vegetarian is that what we're trying to say I like I, Pokemon have just didn't answer these questions because that wasn't what I was concerned about and largely this was like a bunch of online weirdos being like what what are the what are the implicate how do we go? What are the implications of the cars universe? <laughs> in in like Pokemon forums on the internet. If you don't know about the cars universe, like apparently apparently nine eleven happened in in the cars in the cars extended universe, which technically also would suggest that World War Two happened in the Cards Universe because they show footage from World War Two in the Cards Universe, and that means that means there was a car Hitler. <laughs> I like if you're an asshole, you can apply that kind of like extraneous logic to anything, and of course it got it happened to Pokemon. So people are like, do people eat Pokemon? What's the deal there? My personal favorite shit is all the, like, inner family, impersonal, interpersonal, familial shit with Ash. Like, there are a lot of people, a lot of people who think that Ash got kicked out of that, Ash and Gary got kicked out of their prospective homes so Professor Oak could bang Ash's mom. Like, that, that's the thing that people believe. There's also a lot <laughs> of fucking people who believe that Professor Oak's Professor Oak and Ash's dad. There are um, people who believe that this fucking somehow some sort of hillbilly shenanigans happened. That like Gary Oak is fucking Ash's uncle or some bullshit. Um, my personal favorite is that um, Ash's mom fucks the Mister Mime. And Mr. Mime is Ash's stepdad, which, to be fair, <laughs> they, I, and what, and this is why I was alluding to with Pokemon, um, Sun and Moon. They suggest that shit in Pokemon Sun and Moon. When, when Ash's mom shows up in that show, when she, like, shows up after winning a vacation, Mr. Mime is there, and he is wearing a human shirt. <laughs> He is in human clothes at all point. In at all points you see him in Pokemon. And it's just like It's this kind of like wild and he's also got sunglasses on fucking in that thing. <laughs> God damn it, Mr. Mime. <gasps> I like and like Ash's mom like treats him the way you would expect a like human to treat another romantically involved human. It's very weird. It's very weird. And it's that when if you didn't watch if you weren't watching anime when Pokemon Sun and Moon started, I promise you, like it was inescapable. People were like, Whoa, what the fuck's happening over in Pokemon land? It's they fucking got off the reservation. What's happening here? It's wild. 
And I believe for that reason, because Pokemon Sun and Moon was such a big hit and was so... Like, it was also, like, artistically genius. They did things they often don't do in anime. Like, there's a lot of squash and stress. There's a lot of really traditional animation techniques in that show just because they stopped making, like, the the in-the-box anime they were making and started just making a f- fucking cartoon. <laughs> like, they, they went back to, like, making a Saturday morning cartoon. There are hilarious... <laughs> The hilarious fucked up images of, like, Ash opening a, like, Rowlet's mouth and stretching it to be, like, he's stretching a rubber band. It, the shit's insane. And that's gone on for a bunch of seasons. Like, it, like, that iteration of the show has been a couple seasons now. And then they announced something really interesting. They're getting rid of Ash Ketchum. If you haven't found out this by now, A, you've been living under a rock, and um, get out from under that rock. It's probably moldy under there. That's not good for your health. But B, they're replacing him with maybe one, maybe potentially two main characters, a boy and a girl. They're, they're basically, like, reeling it back to fuck in. Of, like, kind of resynchronizing it to one generation behind the games a little. One or two generations behind the games. And what that... But with that, you're losing, like, Ash Ketchum. You're losing, like... You're losing a character who has been an institution of a character for decades. For, like, decades. Like, a character who has been ten for twenty years. And one of the... Another, like, hilarious thing is, like... The internet was roundly like, "Oh, we are finally releasing Ash Ketchum from his from his eternal prison. <laughs> he can finally see his eleventh birthday. <laughs> his long year has ended. <laughs> He's released from the from time bondage. And uh, it's just like, but that is also it in the same way that like." Pokemon Sun and Moon was such a big, weird leap for Pokemon. I think that the next Pokemon series, um, I forget what the, um, I think Pokemon, not Pokemon, X and Y was the, X and Y was the French one. Um, whatever the, um, whatever the, um, ones in, in, uh, Fake and fake, um, fake England are. Um, that becomes like that. That has the opportunity to like really, with coming off of Sun and Moon, and without the like need to have Ash as the main character, you have this potential to a tell a new beginning story, which is really fun. But B, like, go for broke. Like, make this, this, make the ultimate form of Pokemon, especially with stuff like Pokemon Journeys in your rearview window with all the, like, cool Pokemon stories they've told or, or on Pokemon, um, on Pokemon TV. It, 
I quietly really like big, long-running shonen, and I kind of miss the days of, like, Bleach and Dragon Ball Z and Naruto. Not because, like, the filler arcs were great or any of that shit, but because it's this, like, weird place you get yourself in to as creators when, like, you have to put something out every week. There's only so much interesting shit about your main cast, you can tell. And then you gotta start shifting focus. If you look at a... If you look at, say... What's a good example? What's what two good examples, actually? If you look at the world of Naruto. And you look at, say, the world of... Another stock standard super pop... Say, the world of Death Note. The things you know for sure about the world of Naruto are deep, weird, tiny, minute minute details about insane shit. Insane everyday shit. They don't bother with for, like, the Death Eater Society, for, like, the, um... Death Eater Society and Death Note. or And a lot of times, the way anime gets around this is they center their fantasy story in our world. A la Death Note. A la um, Sea Money and Possibility Control is another great version of that. But in Naruto, they, like, gotta fill up the time fucking somehow. So they, like, go on a tangent about... How the postal system works in fucking Boruto, by the time they're in Boruto. And that's when they spent hundreds of episodes building up the, like, normal Naruto shit. And so by the, by a certain point in Naruto, like, you know all kinds of weird shit about Naruto. Like, you know all the, all the weird shit, not, not only about, like, Naruto, but about, like, all of his friends, like... The place he's from, the like neighboring towns, like really, like the country he lives in. I, there's this like, there's this necessity of filling up the clock, of filling up the time that does not exist in a more finite story that has a hard start and end. And one of the reasons why you saw Demon Slayer just fly by in comparison to lots of shonen like My Hero Academia is because the author of Demon Slayer had that story in him and maybe he didn't want to tell another one. And I'm sure his editors came to him and said like, would you like to keep helping us print money? And he, and he had a moment where he was like, no, this is why. You're seeing the problem with that Happened with Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan to like keep it to keep the keep the money train rolling essentially has been split into like seventeen fucking pieces. And yes, the final season is gorgeously animated, but it's also final season part fucking six or some bullshit. Whereas if you have 
somebody who is okay with doing with pulling a One Piece or pulling a Naruto or any of the big shonen animes of 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 the past, then they're just gonna have to explain shit to fill up time. And something that has remarkably not happened with Pokemon because it is on some level episodic, like on a series level episodic, not on an episode by episode level episodic. By starting over and by having new main characters, they may be able to put themselves in a scenario where the world expands slowly, where like you where everything where every little thing gets maybe a little bit more explained than it would have if you were just like in the fucking nightmare twilight zone scenario of oh it's another they they crammed ash back into the show somehow woohoo and even with like them cramming ash back into the show like ash has a romantic interest now like technically him and Serena are involved. <laughs> and it and there's lots of there's lots of um speculation as if the new female main character is actually Ash and Serena's daughter, which would be interesting, although I my guess would be either they say that outright or they never ever touch on it. Um, I don't think there'll be little hints dropped, like, crumbs all over the show. That would be fucking cool, actually. But, the... Just the occasion of them first taking the big swing of Pokemon Sun and Moon, and how weird that thing came, came for the fandom and came for the world. Um... And now the them like stepping up to the plate and like taking a real crack at like we don't we're not gonna give ourselves the crutch of just cram ash in another country. We're gonna go for it. It's going to like we're going to make something. Oh, we're gonna make a wholly different main character. Um, and I just thought that was really interesting because this is a re- this is a really big multi. Billion, multi probably trillion, but billion dollar franchise that is just like, nah, we're doing a new main character, Holmes. But on that note, if you like this podcast, new episodes of the podcast come out every Thursday and every other Sunday. The previous Sunday episode was all about um, the problem with adult cartoons. And by that, I mean like family got like, like, Cartoon for adults from the Western world is what I mean. Um, the previous Thursday edition was all about, with a rewind of me looking at um, Blood Blockade Battlefront again. So if you're interested in that show, there are now two episodes in the feed for you to go check out. But definitely go check it out. If you like this show, you can leave us a five-star review on whatever app you're using to Listen to my dulcet tones right now. That really helps the show and really helps us get new listeners. You can also save. You can also um, share the show with your friends. I don't know why that was so hard for me to say. But with that said, I've been Alex. This has been Lunchbox Radio. And I will talk to you on 
Thursday. We gotta wrap some Pokemon. You just do the singing. I'll take care of the hard part. Let's get it on. I want to be the best that ever was. To beat all the rest. Yeah, that's my cause. Electro, Dinklet, Nidoran, Mankey, Venusaur, Tata, Fero, Pidgey, Seeking, Jolteon, Dragonite, Gastly, Ponyta, Vaporeon, Polyrath, Butterfree. Catch em, catch em, gotta catch em all. I'll search across the land, look far and wide, release from my hand the power that's inside. Venomoth, Polywag, Nidorino, Golduck, Hypersword, Glimmer, Victory Bell, Boltrain, Zero King, Farfetch, Abra, Jigglypuff, Kingler, Rhyhorn, Clefable, Wigglytuff. Catch em, catch em, gotta catch em all, gotta catch em all, Pokemon! Zubat, Primate, Meowth, Onyx, Geodude, Rapidash, Magneton, Snorlax, Gengar, Tangela, Golding, Spinroll, Catch 